lot of cobwebs in your head. You're getting rusty, so you say. You're feeling bad, and everything looks gray and sad. You're getting worried, yes indeed. I know exactly what you need. A little sunshine will make you feel okay. Now look here, give the blues a chance. Find a sunny place. Go and paint your face. Sunshine. Pay your doctor bill. Throw away his pill. You can cure your ill. Hey everybody, my name is Jordan Poole and I am a postmodern gypsy. This is being recorded from my uh, truck camper named Priscilla. Some folks just take up running marathons to find their strength within. I had a different journey in mind. I wanted to travel the real America off the beaten path. And it paved hope within me again. I gave myself a year to circumnavigate the United States. The way I saw it, I could either be dead broke, stuck working a job that I found drab and pointless, or be dead broke on the road and pick up odd jobs along the way to keep on traveling. I chose the latter. In preparing for the trip, I decided to do something that most folks could never do these days, but I decided to give all social media a break for the year. I wanted to experience my travels at face value. I wanted to be in the moment. I felt that it would be best to editorialize the happenings after the fact. Whatever those impacts were, I wanted to ponder them and let them all sink in. The stories you're about to hear are just exactly that. Stories I found myself telling folks after the trip. All right. So we all take trips, we all have adventures, and we all become strongly attached to an idea from time to time. I'd like to entertain you with the convergence of all three. Also, I'd like to introduce you to the heroine of the book, Priscilla, Queen of Backroads. She helped me find and press a much-needed reset button. Also, she helped me to come to an understanding of America in the 2020s. <laughs> To me, there is a difference in knowing and understanding. To know something, you just read the news. To understand, you come under the stand of feelings, emotions, and all that comes with the experience. To know about America in this decade is as simple as reading tweets, blogs, and Facebook updates. But to understand is to stand under what it makes, takes to make it exist. My travels with Priscilla was like walking through a stand of trees, all of its intertwined in the floor. All things are very different, yet... Everything's formed with unison growth. The idiom of Priscilla is very simple. She is the language of salt refuge and dwelling. I guess you're wondering, what the hell is Priscilla, and who the hell is she? Well, she is my ID fixe, my tiny house, my concept of my house wherever I am as I travel and explore. See, she is unique as she's always been a slide-in truck camper. It's an almost extinct form of traveling home, combination tiny house and camper, yet still classified technically as cargo that rides in the back of your truck. She's very much like a sailboat. She's very much like a sailboat for land travel. Not completely outdated, but fallen somewhere in the travel traditions of the past. Thereafter, eligible to be named just like a ship. 
So I christened this ship of dreams Priscilla, Queen of Backroads, a nod to the Australian movie and its bravery. In fact, I've had four Priscillas. If you do not succeed at first, try, try again. Priscilla was born of a concept that came to me about the time the virus came and took a hold of the world and subsequently shut it down. Her peerage and title came to me after about becoming very aware of my higher-than-average amount of moving. You see, a common problem of people my age is we move for a job. We move for the idea that the job is everything, and it will solve all your problems. The job that one posts on Facebook to fanfare is shown time and time again to cure what ails you. Social media shows the job has abilities to give you a new lover, possibly a new life partner, or a new department with the most chic decorating scheme. People my age are taught to believe that moving for that job solves anything and everything, including a drain on finances. Now, this element of the equation makes us fully aware that retirement and travels in our older age is something we're going to have to think of later, like after we're dead. I have not met many people who have not at one time in their lives just dreamed of picking up and taking off. The untold wants of life sought to be granted. It seems to me that most of us have just a little gypsy in our hearts. Maybe all of those of us who dream of voyages by land and sea are just postmodern gypsies. A poem by Walt Whitman says it all. The untold want by life and land ne'er granted. Now, voyager, sail thou forth to seek and find. My interest in finding a rare recreational vehicle began with an iconic one built in 1965. I wanted something to travel and work from that was unique. Unfortunately, the timeline of necessary repair to be ready for the road did not exactly match with mine for the trip. Logan Stevenson was a carpenter who built a lot of things, including the original Priscilla. Built in 1965, this slide-in truck camper was my first lady of the road. Priscilla 1 was built to fit the standard four truck beds of the 1960s and 70s. Her beauty remained as she was stored in a barn for over half a century. Priscilla 1 was in top-notch shape, a lady of distinction from the 1960s. Since her birth in 1965, Ford has actually reduced the size of their truck beds a good bit, making her wider, curvaceous hips unsuitable for a newer model truck. Designed for... Type C and D generation truck beds, Priscilla 1 was a perfect match to my favorite model year truck, 1979. Rated to handle her weight with a 302 cubic engine and a C3 transmission, the 1979 Ford pickup truck I purchased for was like all engines in need of a few repairs. Those repairs led to my need to find those who could repair her. I can do a lot on my own, but pulling a transmission is not something to take under the weekend shade tree. She went in for some small repairs, and unfortunately, a mechanic took the entire engine apart without being asked. I made a realization that she would never be anything more than possibly a weekend tripper many, many years down the line, as the insanity of the mechanic kept her from being on the road. The older engine and transmission had taken age to their disadvantage. Priscilla 1 just stayed at home. 
She was the result of a marriage of a 1965 slide-in truck camper made by Logan Stevenson of Pulaski, Tennessee, and a 1979 Ford truck that was originally owned by Eugene Cooley of Birmingham, Alabama. The stories that I put together for Postmodern Gypsy were all written inside of the, the old girl, to which I am in right now. Now, the search for a camper that was ready for the highways of America continued. And this was with the purchase of a 1990 truck top or pop top slide in truck camper. Well, it proved to be a little inferior. I was in Connecticut. I purchased Priscilla too. And uh, as I was driving back down south, I came off this ginormous cable span bridge. Uh, I entered a large open roadway. Expanse ahead was had a lot of cross breeze, quite a bit actually. Then I felt it. There was this lifting sensation, like the entire weight of the vehicle just was just taken up a little bit. I checked the rearview mirror a little bit, and uh, behind me saw something surreal. The pop top of the pop top truck camper had popped its top, just like a tumbleweed or a giant toy top. It was in rolling full gigantic motion. I watched as the full main functional element of what makes a camper a camper, the roof went off soaring behind me down the highway. The roof wasn't on fire, y'all. It was instead doing acrobatics behind me, weaving in and out of cars. It was the most incredible moment of adrenaline release. I, in fact, I don't think Niagara Falls could have done any better than those glands of mine at that time. I needed a glass of lemonade after that to uh, take in the sour realizations that I had just bought myself a good old-fashioned lemon. I had just come from Connecticut where I thought I'd bought myself a nice, solid camper. I thought it just needed a few repairs, uh, but it definitely needed more than that. It was something that I spent the rest of that day looking for a scrapyard to unload her sadly decapitated body. Rest in peace, Priscilla too. Thank you, Madeline. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Get lost. I love that expression. Glorious words. Nothing profane about it to me. Get lost. Magic in that phrase. Traveling allowed for unique abilities of processing thoughts and feelings. Much of the travels out west helped me bring thoughts and emotions to my consciousness. It was this afternoon I was driving west, and uh, we just passed this uh, young girl who was on her way to school. I swear that she was on her way to school at UCLA. Right about the time when the sun came in and I needed to put the visor down, I had just knew for a, I just had to pull over. I swear I had landed on another planet. The vision was pure, true beauty. I felt tears stream down my face. I didn't know I had it in me. I guess I was not as jaded as I thought. The evening sunset was so spectacular it brought tears to my eyes. The distances laid out hues of blue turn into gold as the 
steadfast warmth stole over the white beds of sand. It was as if Salvador Dali had come back in angelic form with all his creative power to paint the view ahead. And there I was, just on some exit ramp elevated above it all, pulled over to witness the wonders of nature. And all I could think about was just how happy I was that knowing pure beauty still affected me. It kind of gave me hope. I was not completely jaded. It was a relief to know that in the wake of true beauty, tears of joy would still flow. I wasn't completely jaded. See, my whole trip was put together with moments like that, moments I pondered, you know, asking yourself questions. What the hell is that color? I wonder what it really looked like. Is this what they looked like whenever they were traveling back west back then? Gosh, I bet cars really did overheat back in the day. Huh, I wonder what the Dust Bowl really looked like. <laughs> Losing myself in thoughts on the road gave me a well-needed transfusion like a transmission needs fluid. That imposed isolation of sitting behind the steering wheel was perfect for my ADD. Whenever I was able to not think about what I was doing and just think through my thoughts and just flip through like thoughts or tracks on a CD playing in shuffle mode. Speaking of CDs, this, the one I had purchased and was playing when I bought Priscilla 3 was uh, this fantastic thrift store find. You know, for $1, I was able to get Sophie B. Hawkins' big hit CD featuring Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. I think it was track two that was flipping through it. It had my feelings so perfectly etched into the tracks. It was the coldest part of winter when I bought Priscilla 3. A deep freeze of ice and snow had just come over the small city of Redden, Pennsylvania. I was waiting it out till the owner of the camper I wanted to buy was back and ready to bargain or trade. I had done my reconnaissance work. I had arrived early the, the day before and done about as much peering into the windows as I could possibly do. You see, I had learned my lessons, and I wanted to check out all the structural elements and make sure she was ready for the road if I wanted to purchase. This camper had all the bells and whistles that one would want in a mid-80s camper. It was a little bit larger than I wanted, but uh, she would be home away from home and would have all the comforts of home. It would be my tiny house for the next year. Taken off in the chill of the Pennsylvania winter after I purchased her was a newly christened Priscilla III. It was really surreal to finally get on the road after as many failed attempts as had happened. I was finally on the road. Was I unprepared? Uh, I did not know the where's to or how as far as. I just knew I was taking a year off for me. Hell yeah, I was completely unprepared. But you know what? I always love a challenge. The unusual cold of that winter saw me traveling places like Mississippi where the temperatures in the teens were quite bitter. And uh, one night I remember I was going to stop at this rest area but the cold was so bitter, I decided to drive into the night as uh, the warmth from the heater in the cab was going to be a lot more comfortable than the fatigue of driving. It was 12 degrees that night, or 4 a.m., whenever I crossed the Mississippi at Vicksburg. This blanket of cold air over the majestic river created complete silence. It felt like I was going through a secret portal in time. Everything was so still, still and silent. Then on to Dallas and then Fort Worth and even more vistas of Mexico. At Fort Hancock, Texas, I stopped and bought a can of spray paint. Pictures of Priscilla just needed a little something extra. 
At first, I thought I might have been doing a little something crazy, but once I pressed that little white plastic knob and began to spray her, the spray paint added a dash of salt to the dish that was Priscilla. In a cursive line in black spray paint, I sprayed Priscilla. A travel stop on my way out west became memorable in its own story. It was this unique experience of a community offering gracious hospitality. There was this town that right off the main highway was uh, something noteworthy. On a long stretch of West Texas Highway, I needed to top off gas, and more than was topping off done whenever I was stretching myself, and when I was walking back from the service counter, I looked out in the distance, and there was an old, it looked like a schoolhouse or a church building with a spire taken in ruins. Of course, that's intriguing to me. I always believe that the best gift you can give yourself is the gift of time and the ability to enjoy it. So moments like exploring ruined towers off in the distance, that's perfect for me. So in no particular place to be, I detoured from the highway. Driving down the back highway and roads of unpaved road, Toya, Texas proved more gracious than I had ever imagined. What existed before me was a cobbling of structures that were in various decayed states. It looked like tornadoes had come through and taken most of the town. Churches without spires and half-crumbled buildings and just gave, him, gave glimpses to what was an old west town like you'd see in the Hollywood movies. And there was this dirt road that went down to an old cemetery. There were several Victorian monuments amid loose, unmarked stones. The fencing of the cemetery was tacked together with barbed wire and showed the hardships and tenacity that had once been this small town. As the evening sun was coming down, I stopped off at the city hall. There was a car parked outside. Inside, a lady sat in her office. I asked her very kindly, Hey, would you recommend a place I might stay tonight? I saw a lot of open lights with camper hookups. Is there a person or a camp campground that I might call and stay tonight? Well, within minutes, a gentleman drove up. And then thereafter, I was given a tour of town. Not just any kind of tour, but like the whole key to the city kind of tour. It was pretty sweet and nice. Found out that Toya, Texas made a lot of its money off of fish farming in a place that received no rain. They seemed tenacious, even modern day. I think back and uh, it was really wonderful because I got a full, full meal as an invited guest to dinner that night, as well as a free place to stay. They didn't even ask me to, to pay for the lot. When asked how I could repay them for such hospitality, I was told, just tell others about our little town and we will call it even. Over the river, without any woods, the desert landscape of the American West was striking with energetic lines of bold, bright color. It made, I made several stops to just to soak it all in. Then there were sections of drive where the stops become infrequent. The long stretches where all you can do is just try to make it to the next filling station between tanks. Those Spartan stations have all the same general thematic elements. Those modern watering holes seem to be possessed of the same energy of the stagecoach stops of the old western movies. Some folks were running, some people were drinking, some were cheating, some were resting, and some were looking for comfort in the night. 
Oftentimes, the lady cashier at the checkout reminded me of Miss Kitty from Gunsmoke. Then one day, at the break of morning, I finally reached California. I had gotten up with all the other truckers one morning who stayed at one of those watering holes. The inspection gates for the state of California seemed more interesting about who was leaving than entering. I drove on. I really needed a shower. Me and Priscilla Three had crossed the entire country. Our adventure was that of a fabulous, fantastic snapshot collage. I was completely unprepared for what lay ahead. Thank you for listening to the Postmodern Gypsy podcast. And if you like what you've been listening to, check out the book, Postmodern Gypsy, by me, Jordan Poole, at www.postmoderngypsy.com. Order yourself and five of your friends a copy. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye.